are listening to the Classic Sermons Podcast from PreachTheBible.org, a ministry of North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. You will hear fervent, old-fashioned revival sermons from great preachers of the past. It is our desire that you will be helped by this gospel message. I wanted you to read with me tonight from the Word of God. I want to read from 2 Timothy uh, chapter 1. And just a few verses, and then I want to speak to you what God has put on my heart for tonight. Second Timothy chapter 1, let's just put in at verse 5. Paul, of course, is writing to his young son in the ministry. He said, when I call to remembrance the unfeigned faith that is in thee, which dwelt first in thy grandmother Lois and thy mother Eunice, and I am persuaded that in thee also. Wherefore I put thee in remembrance that thou stir up the gift of God which is in thee by the putting on of my hands. For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Be not therefore ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor of me, his prisoner, but be thou partaker of the afflictions of the gospel according to the power of God, who hath saved us and called us with an holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given us in Christ Jesus before the world began, but now made manifest by the appearing of our Savior, Jesus Christ, who hath abolished death and has brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. Whereunto I am appointed a preacher and an apostle and a teacher of the Gentiles, for which cause I also suffer these things. Nevertheless, I am not ashamed, or know in whom I have believed, and I am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. And... Uh, Verse 13, hold fast the form of sound words in which thou hast heard of me in faith and in love which is in Christ Jesus. And I want to speak to you tonight on these words, hold fast the form of sound words which thou hast heard of me in faith and in love and in Christ Jesus. I remember years ago, as a young preacher, I heard about three men who was who had seen a man come to the front to be saved. These three men went up and knelt by him in order to help him to trust the Lord and to be saved. One of them, as the story goes, said to him, uh, Pray through, my brother. And uh, the next one said to him, uh, Hold on, my brother. And the next one said to him uh, something about the same way. And I've, I've thought of that a good many times, and I'm thinking tonight about the matter of holding on. You don't have to hold on to be saved. You have to believe that Jesus died for you. You trust him in your heart as your personal Savior. You don't have to pray through. You just have to believe that Christ died for your sins and take him. 
as your personal Savior. But I want to talk to you tonight about the Bible a number of times tells us as the people of God and as preachers to hold on to certain things in the Bible. Never let go of them. And I want us to notice them tonight in the Word of God for a few minutes that God tells us that certain things we're never to give up, always to hold on to. You know, many people do not believe tonight what they believed 10 years ago, 15 years ago, 25 years ago. Many people have changed what they believe. And of course, that's in violation of what God said. Hold on to what He has said in His blessed Word. I, I, I can remember uh, the first time I ever heard a man say that I, 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 I be, don't believe in the pre-tribulation rapture. I believe we're going to be caught up in the, in the middle of the rapture. And uh, I, I, I was astonished to hear someone say that. I heard a man say uh, uh, not too long ago that the uh, bodily coming of Jesus Christ is, is not true. People do not believe what the people believe that I started out with and um, grew up with in the Lord, having been saved in 1935. And for 65 years, I've been talking to people, listening to people, to what they believe. And many people have changed. People do not believe in our kind of soul winning anymore, like they did. We still hold on to it, and we always will, because God is in it. Uh, our winning people to Christ and confronting them with the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. I started out my day today with a great blessing. I've been going through the Detroit airport ever since there were uh, the, the little DC-3 airplanes for many years, traveling over the country. And in recent uh, months, I have uh, met a man just riding on his cart to get from uh, the front of the uh, airport door to my gate to fly out. And every time I'd ride with that man or any other man, I'd take the opportunity to talk to him about the Lord and ask him if he was saved as we were riding along. One man I've talked to for three years, and I was in Houston, Texas a few days ago, preaching came back, just happened that I was able to get on the cart with him. And he said, I have some good news for you. I've been thinking about things you've been saying to me for three years. He said, I've put my faith in the Lord. Now I'm saved, and I know it. And uh, he said to me, um, I'd like to get a hold of a Schofield Bible. And uh, I said, well, I, I'll get you one. So I uh, made plans for this morning. I took a beautiful Schofield Bible, and I saw his cart coming, and um, I waved, put my hand up, and he stopped. And um, I got on that little cart, gave this man's Schofield Bible, who'd just been saved, witnessed to him every time I saw him for three years, and he'd just been saved. He took that Bible out of the little bag I was carrying it in. 
He took it out of the box. He had stopped his cart. and People were everywhere. And the cart was loaded. But he opened up that Bible. And I could see the joy of the Lord in his face. And he said, um, uh, thank you. And how much do I owe you? And I said, you don't owe me nothing. I thank God you've been saved. You know, I still believe that's what, that's what God wants us to hold on to and to do. To win people to Christ. To get people saved. Uh, there are people today who do not believe anymore in the keeping power of the Lord. They think you can be saved and lost and saved and lost and saved and lost. Many people have, have changed what they believe about that. There are people who do, do not believe there's only one Bible. But I do. I believe there's only one Bible. And I have it on this pulpit tonight. And uh, the world is being deluged with versions of the Bible. But I thank God the Lord tells us, hold on to the Word of God. And I, I'm going to try to do that. I'm um, 85 years old, crippled, but I'm going to hold on to the book that I heard when I got saved and use it to try to win other people to the Lord. You know, the Bible says, Hold on to the Word of God in Titus chapter 1 and verse 9. Hold fast the faithful Word which he hath, you have been taught, that you may be able by sound doctrine both to exhort and convince the gainsayer. I want to hold on to the Bible. I have no confidence whatsoever in so-called versions of the Bible. I believe when I first got saved, there was one Bible... And I began to read it, and I've never read any other than that one Bible. And I, I want to hold on to the Bible. We've come to the day and age when a lot of people are saying, the Bible is not the Word of God. It just contains the Word of God. And I, I disagree with that. The Bible is the Word of God. And it's for you and for me. And I want to hold on to the Bible. We need to have a firm conviction about one Bible, the only Bible, the only true Word of God. is the book that's open on this pulpit tonight. And we're to hold on to the Word of God. I went to Bob Jones College in 1935. I was 19 years of age, just been saved. And after I'd been there for a few few days, uh, Dr. Bob Jones, Sr., uh, he was in his prime. He's 54 years old. I felt when he preached or talked about the Lord of the Bible that the whole earth shook. And maybe it did. It did in my heart, I know. But one night, he said, I want all the preachers, young preachers, in the early days of Bob Jones College at Cleveland, Tennessee, I want all of you to come into a certain room. And I, I want to talk to you tonight. It was something that had not been planned, but God had put on his heart. And he said, 50 years from now, I won't be here, but many of you will. And he said, when you, when you come to that, that place, you're going to find that there are people that are saying that the Bible is, contains the Word of God, but it's not the Word of God. 
And he said, I, I want to talk to you about it tonight. And he talked about the Bible. That great man of God being inspired of God and the true word of God. And uh, 50 years went by. And one day I received in the mail a paper from a church. And in that paper, it had an exact copy of Dr. Bob Jones Sr.'s message he gave that night. It had been preserved and kept. And it was 50 years old. Just like he said, in 50 years, you'll see these things happen. And um, I read that again. And it was just as fresh as it was when he gave it 50 years before. Because you see, the Bible has never changed. The Bible has always been God's Word. And it always will be. And no one can change that. The Bible is the Word of God. We want to hold on to the blessed book of God. I used to hear a man preach. He wasn't a Baptist then, but he is now because he's in heaven. I'm sure that he is. But he was, he was a brethren and he loved God and he believed the Bible. And I used to hear him preach and he was a great Bible preacher. And, um, he had a, a little saying. He said, it's, it's in the book. What are you going to do about it? And, um, well, he's, he, I heard him tell how one day he went out visiting this brethren preacher. And um, the lady of the house came to the door. And she said to him, I want you to come around the side of the house. There's something going on in the backyard I want you to see. And um, says she went around with him and showed him. And there were her children and neighbors. And they were playing church, as it were. And one little guy was pretending he was Dr. Lewis Bowman, the preacher I'm talking about. And um, all of a sudden, he said, you must be born again. It's in the book. What are you going to do about it? And that's, that's my message tonight to the world. It's in the book. It's God's word. God said, hold on to the word of God. You know, without the Word, the true Word of God, there's no such thing as being saved. The Bible says uh, we're not uh, saved by corruptible things such as silver and gold, but uh, by incorruptible things. And God right there was saying, this book is an incorruptible book. Aren't you glad for that tonight? That this book is what God has written and what God said. Oh, thank God for the Bible. Thank God for its converting power, its cleansing power. Every day of my life, I think of the Bible saying, You're clean through the word which is spoken unto you. And what Christian tonight doesn't need the power of the word in his heart and life to keep, keep you clean? The Bible is a convicting book. It's a comforting book. There's nothing like the Bible. Hold on to the Bible. Jesus said, uh, the, the Bible says, holding fast the faithful word and uh, that we have in the Bible. Hold fast to it. I don't want to turn loose from the Bible. I never expect to. I don't want any other. I'm kind of like one of our young preachers at Midwestern Baptist College. He's preaching recently. I, I was listening to him. He's going about 
90 miles a minute. And he said, before I get started to preaching, if any of you have any of these versions, he said, don't mess up our auditorium with them. said, just throw them out in the aisle, and the caretakers will come along and get rid of them. I said, amen. That, you may not think that sounds scholarly, but I just happen to believe we have one Lord, one faith, one mediator, and one blessed book. I don't ever turn loose from it. The blessed word of God. The Bible tells us to hold on to the words of God. Now, in the Bible, we read we are to hold on to the hope of his coming. You know, uh, a few years ago, well, 50 years ago, at Winona Lake, Indiana, there's a great group of preachers that, that would meet. A, f- a few years, a fifth doesn't make a difference to me. I got, I'm prepared, whichever. They used to speak a lot on prophecy and talk about the coming, preach on the coming of the Lord. And there was a great wave of preaching about the Bible teaching, the Lord is coming. A lot of folks never mention it now. People do not think about the second coming, as I believe the Bible teaches us we're supposed to think. The Bible says this, this same Jesus shall so come in like manner as you've seen him go. I've had folks say to me, how, how do you think it's going to be when the Lord comes? I think I know. Because the Bible says uh, the, this same Jesus shall so come in like manner as you've seen him go. So you read how he went away, and you'll find out, thank God, how he's coming back. He went away in a visible body. He went away with a body. He's coming back not as a spirit, but he's coming back as this same Jesus who died on the cross for the sins of the world. Uh, He went away visibly. He was seen when he went away. And a cloud received him out of the sight of the disciples as they gazed at his ascension. But when he comes back, he's coming back visibly again. Thank God I'm going to see him. I'm going to see him when he comes. Uh, The same Jesus that went away is coming back as he went away. He went away suddenly. Oh, a lot of people are talking about they can set the time and Tell the time when the Lord's coming back. But I I don't believe that because the Bible speaks differently about it. No man knoweth the day nor the hour when the Son of Man returns. I was speaking some years ago down in uh, Ohio, and um, uh, a man had made a prediction. Uh, I'll just tell you the whole truth about it. This man was a member of the Baptist Bible group, which was a great group, and had been for many years, and great men in it. But one, one man, young man, set a prediction that on that Sunday, I was preaching down in Ohio, uh, on that Sunday the Lord was coming back. While I was preaching, folks had come and asked me different things. You believe that's true? You think the, uh, this man really knows uh, when the Lord's coming back? And uh, that he's coming back today. I said, I sure hope so. I hope he's right. 
And a lady said to me, well, you're away from your wife and your children. Suppose the Lord had come. You'd be caught up uh, not together with them. I said, no, I hope he comes today. And when he does, I, I'll be caught up with my family quicker than the blinking of an eye. The Bible says the Lord is coming, and he's coming bodily and visibly and suddenly coming back to earth again. No TV evangelist knows when he's coming. The Pope doesn't know when he's coming. But God knows when he's coming, and God knows that he is coming. And I'm looking for the Lord to come. Ah, the Bible teaches we're to hold on to our testimony. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 14. Seeing then that we have a great high priest that's passed into the heavens, uh, let us hold fast our profession. You know, a lot of, lot of Christians in this day are letting their testimony be ruined. I know churches that have changed that used to be great landmark churches. They were looked upon as churches that, was, that were touching the world and winning people to Christ and sending the gospel to the ends of the earth. But now these people uh, are losing their testimony. They don't have let their testimony go out to win people and bring people to Christ. Bible says we're to hold on to our profession. Don't ever let the devil Ruin your testimony. Your testimony is needed in the world. I think of Enoch, who walked with God, the Bible says, and was caught up. And the Lord took him to heaven without dying. I heard um, um, a preacher one time describing how he thought that took place. He said, every day God would come along. And he'd say to Enoch, let's take a walk together. And Enoch would say, Oh, yes, what a great privilege to walk with God. And the, the whole world was walking against God and Enoch. One day God said to Enoch, this preacher was imagining, one day God said to Enoch, Enoch, you're never going to die. I'm, I'm going to catch you away. I'm going to take you up. And one, one day he said to Enoch, why don't you just, instead of me going back to heaven and you going back home, why don't you just come on, go with me now? And he went up. And you know, that, that, that day, thank God's going to happen. You know, I think many a time, we ought to just be encouraged by knowing help's on its way. The Lord is coming. And the Lord knows how to change and, and judge this wicked world and to take his people out of it. Well, to hold on to the hope of the coming of the Lord. You know, he's coming back and he's coming in his own time. But we want to, we want to keep our testimony. And when the Lord comes, wouldn't it be a wonderful thing when the Lord comes just to say to you, to me, you know, you're right where I wanted you to be. The Bible says, watch for his coming. Bible says that he's coming to those who look for him. And we ought to have our testimony when the Lord comes. And be doing what God left us here to do. Winning people to Christ. You know, I've, 
my wife and I have been married 62 years. And uh, one, one thing about Joyce, uh, she's, she's not afraid to speak to people about the soul. She's won many people to the Lord. I was thinking today of one, one time, uh, not too long ago, we were in a cafeteria. And, uh, oh, it was a large cafeteria, and there's scores of people. Joyce and I were in line. And uh, as we went along, these hands were just working so hard, putting the food out and so forth. And, and uh, my Joyce saw a lady working over back of the counter whose name was Joyce also, and it saw it on her uniform. And she said to Joyce, there are scores of people behind us and in front of us and uh, a busy place and lots of workers and hands just flying, putting out the food. My Joyce said to this, this Joyce, Joyce, you know, I have the same name as you do. My name is Joyce, and I'm a Christian. Are you, are you a Christian? Are you saved? And the lady kindly bowed her head timidly and said, no, I'm afraid I'm not. Joyce said, well, I'll tell you, I want to talk to you. People lined up waiting behind. I scared to death myself that they're going to call the police any time. But uh, uh, she just took her time. She said, I want, I want you to write down your phone number. And she gave her a napkin and said, write it on that. I want to tell you the greatest story you ever heard in your life. And uh, she got her phone number, got her on the phone, and she talked to her. And she called her again, and she talked to her. And this lady was wonderfully saved. Then she said to me, I want you to get a Bible. And uh, yeah, I want you to write in it. And uh, write, put Joyce's name in it and write in it. And we'll take her a Bible. So we went back to the same cafeteria. I said to myself, I hope Joyce doesn't cause as big a scene as she caused before. Hold up everything. But as she did, when we got down to the where this Joyce was working, who had just been saved, as my Joyce said to me, Now, you present her with this Bible. And uh, very quickly I took it and gave it to her because I... I was afraid we was going to get put out there just any minute. But I saw something so wonderful. I saw this lady take that Bible and hold it in her hand. And she began to weep. I saw three or four other workers come, put their arms around her and say, Joyce, we're glad you got saved. And you know, we're saved too. We just had never talked to you about it. And thank God, you know, the Lord wants us to win souls to Christ. And a lot of churches, people have lost their testimony. They've lost their standards. They are preaching a soul winning without confrontation. And there is no such thing as that. We're to hold on to our testimony and give it to people how the Lord can save them. The Bible also teaches us that we're to hold on to that which is good. I like that. You know, I've been, I've been saved 65 years, and I've been preaching 65 years, and I've been married 62 years. I've lived in the same house 51 years. I've had the same telephone number 60 years. I've been in the same church 
58 years. And uh, I have, uh, let's see, I'll throw something else down here. I think that's all of it. But uh, when I find something good, I don't turn loose from it. And the Bible says, hold fast to that which is good. You and I have gone through eight years of watching our nation go down the slide to immorality and things which are evil and wicked and rotten. But thank God the Bible says, hold on to that which is good. And I'll tell you, there's a lot of good to hold on to. Thank God there are churches that have never changed. Christians have never changed. And they still hold on to the great things of God. I, I, I want to mention to you that the Bible tells us to hold on to your reward. Revelation chapter 3 and verse 11. Behold, I come quickly. Hold fast that which thou hast, that no man take thy crown. You know, I was thinking of um, Dr. Howes going to heaven just a few days ago. And I thought that, well, he hasn't gotten to his reward yet. Because you don't get that when you go to heaven. You're going to get that when the Lord comes. And there's a reason for that. Your testimony after you're gone, your preaching after you're gone, your souls that you've won after you're gone will just keep multiplying and your reward will get greater all the time. And the Bible says, be careful that you don't and you don't lose your reward. Thank God for the privilege of winning people to Christ and doing the work of God. And the Lord's going to reward us for that. I, I heard of a farmer, two farmers that lived together. One of them was a Christian, and he, he tithed his income. And he was not very well off. But he was a tither and a Christian, and you ought to be too. That's what the Bible teaches that you and I are to do. And uh, uh, a man that was not saved, everything went great for him. And uh, one day he said to this farmer that was not doing so well, he said, you know, you tithe your income, and uh, you're a Christian. He said, here it is, October, your crop's all dried up. And look at mine. He said, Ever, as far as you can see, I have, I have crops to reap, and my barns will be full. And this man said, but God doesn't pay all in October. But God will when you get to, when the Lord comes. And when you get before Him, the Lord is going to reward you. The Bible said, be careful that you don't lose your crown and don't lose your reward. You know, the Lord wants us to hold on. I enjoy holding on. I enjoy holding on uh, to the Word of God. I enjoy holding on to the hope of His coming. I enjoy uh, knowing that the Lord is going to come and we have a reward for serving the Lord. Hold on, the Bible says, to these wonderful things. You know, God has been good to us. He has let us live in a day uh, as as dark as it is, but God's let us live to see people saved and to win souls to Christ, to build churches, and uh, that's going to go on. We're going to hold on to that. 
till the Lord comes. Thank you for listening to the Classic Sermons podcast from PreachTheBible.org, a ministry of North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. To listen to many more powerful sermons, visit our website, PreachTheBible.org. If you enjoy Christian music and programming, visit KNVBC.com for Christian music you can trust.